0: Hey everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, JP Bryce and Jim Steele on ICTV. Today we're discussing goal setting. You know, they say that uh, a goal without a plan is just a wish. So we've recruited our two coaches and we're going to discuss goal setting and planning based on their many years of coaching world champion powerlifters and collegiate athletes. So Guys, first of all, I want to start with what's the difference between working out and training?
1: What's the difference? Well, in in you know, working out everything's free form. You just walk into the gym and you do what you feel like doing, which is most likely some favored body part, and you do it in the usual way, and it, it gets you off and like bench. you know, we play to your strengths, right? Because yeah. <clears throat> that's uh, you know makes you happy and then you leave training is different training is i am here i want to get there i'm gonna get there sequentially right yeah
2: training for something yeah
1: right so you know yeah jimmy you 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 can rip on that right
2: yeah training is when you're in training i like to think of it like marciano going away for you know (laughs) <laughs> Marcy, right. to the Catskills or wherever. Yep. You know, yep. uh, that's, he's in training. The rest of the time, he's working out, you know, the rest of the year. And then those last 20 weeks or whatever he did, that's his training.
1: Every, every workout, uh, you have a, a numeric goal going in. I mean, if you're leading up to a competition, yeah. I really don't care if it's a, a powerlifting competition or Olympic competition or a training camp if you want to peak strength. Right. You're going to take classically we would take twelve weeks and divide the twelve weeks into three four week mini cycles. And within each of those four week mini cycles we'd work a certain rep range and certain techniques. And then we'd shift. We'd shift in the second four and then in the final four, we'd usually peak out with, I don't know, maybe triples, doubles, singles. Right. You know, and, you know, whatever, if there was gear allowed or whatever the deal was, we would fine-tune it and specialize it to that. But it was highly specialized. There wasn't a lot of uh, assistance work at the end, very little, if any, actually. Yeah.
0: It's all very precise, isn't it? I mean, you have to nail a certain poundage A certain amount of times, whether it's you know one rep or five reps or whatever, it's very very precise, and you've got to hit those numbers every single week. Otherwise, you fall behind, and you don't uh, you don't make the end goal.
1: You know what the biggest you know what the biggest single mistake is? Hmm. People people overestimate. What was that? Yeah, nothing. (laughs) My my beautiful wife. She she, she thought you were talking to her. With the headphones on, oblivious. <laughs> <and> God. <laughs> God, anyway. All right, so here we go. Uh, yeah, so I lost my train of thoughts. I was looking at it. The out.
0: single most uh, mistake or something past, you're saying? I, we're going to say
2: something. You said, uh, about, you said how planned out it has to be. Uh,
1: yeah, it has to be very precise. Well, uh, you know, it, it, uh, yeah. Jimmy, take it away, man. I'm just I'm still. Well, I well, was
2: thinking, you know, and, and I've, uh, Marty's always said this, and Kirk said this, and Fred Hatcher always said this. There's no misreps right. in your training cycle. Zero. There's no excuse for missed reps. We don't miss any reps. You plan it out so you're not going to miss the rep, and you're going to get this much stronger every week. Now, off season, yeah, you want to push it and do something stupid, you know, go to failure or whatever, but not, not. Yeah. Uh, not in your training cycle, man. You have to build it every week, and you have to get
1: those reps. Right. And, and I remember my lost thought. What I was going to say is that, is that the, the champions that I've worked with and been around, they are ruthless in their initial self-assessment. Yeah. Right? Like, we all think high. You know, we all think, like, yeah, man, I'm going to rip into this thing, and then I'm going to keep getting better and better. And they're like, no, better start out really low, yeah. and build momentum, and and that's the hard oh, yep. part. You really have to swallow your ego at the start of the cycle. And, that, and well, that
2: comes with if you're a good coach who's been there, or a lifter who's really with it, you know, who really gets it and is an experience.
0: Yeah, and Mar- Marty, you're always talking about when be- when you start a 12-week cycle, your lifters will uh, most of the time start at 10, 10% below their max,
1: so, it kind of gives them some wiggle room at the start. Well, but, but, but what, what you do, and, and Jim can attest to this, is let's say you're a, you're an 800-pound squatter, legitimate, right, hmm. IPF, like, like Rob Wagner. Yeah. Uh, well, how do you make 400 or 450 heavy? Well, there's different ways you can do it. You can do it for high reps. You can do it for multiple sets. You can go extra deep, you can use pauses, um, I don't know, what else rack, right. Right.
2: you can do slow it down, down. Uh,
1: shift your rep speed, right. You, you know, so that's what you do. But you you make it harder. You make the lighter weights heavy at the beginning of the cycle. You kinda of gives you that conditioning initial burst. Then when you hit the second four weeks, that's when the real work starts. That's when we tie into the five Fives. Mm-hmm. We loved the five. We, the five rep set, whether it was Kirk, whether it was Furness, whether whether it was Ed, uh, whether it was Cassidy. Every power trainer that I knew, they loved the five because it was the best combination between uh, the the super low rep pure strength and the uh, the higher rep hypertrophy. <clears throat> so that you know, getting really good at the five for the middle four weeks, that was like. That's what everybody did. How people handled the last four weeks was different. Ed never liked to go to a single. Uh, I thought singles were a learned art. I liked singles, I thought they were different. Chalet took singles to a high art.
2: That's all he did.
1: That's all he did.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that is all he did. And, and, you know, it was amazing. And he set world records.
0: And his philosophy he, was
1: because that's
0: how you compete, you do one rep, so that's how he's going to train. That's right?
1: Almost identical to the Bulgarian, the very sophisticated Bulgarian Olympic lift philosophy. The difference, of course, was is that, you know, Mark would, like, train every other week, and the Bulgarians would train seven times a day. Right. Right. So the, the frequency was, was different. Yeah. But the, but,
2: a lot harder on your body.
1: Well, yeah. because you're handling the poundage is yeah. so, I mean, Olympic lifters are doing what? 40, 50, 60% of what a It's
2: right. well, not lowering is. the weight slowly. Most of the time either.
1: They have no Jimmy, they throw away the negative. Yeah. There's no negative and there's no negative in Olympic lifting. Right. Purposely. Well, where's the growth?
0: What's something else, too, is the amount of muscularity that Chalet was
2: able to build on oh one my rep. God. Oh, know?
1: yeah, he was. Oh, no, but
2: in the off season he wasn't doing that.
1: Nothing. He was eating ice cream sandwiches and <laughs> doing the tanning bed. How long would he take off from training in the offseason? As long as possible. Months.
0: Yeah. Man. Obviously, right?
1: Well, he would have two. Basically, if you're a top-level guy, you're going to have two competitions a year. You're going to have the Nationals and the, and the Worlds. Although if you don't make the world team, usually the way it goes is you take a, a local competition and he had his meet, the uh, Temple Hills Open, which I think ran for fifteen years. so he put that on and he would lift in it. Well, that would be give him the qualifying total that he would need to go to the nationals. Now, if he made the world team, then you know he'd have to get into that cycle, but the worlds were always six months after the nationals so you have plenty of time to detune and then get back into the swing of it so we did that i think mark went to the nationals and worlds like i don't know six six years in a row i mean he was a heavy hitter uh, in, his, in, um, in his class in the 242 and the 275s and the heavyweights and he was in at, three classes it was bad news
0: and we've talked about you know when you take off some time like that muscles generally lose strength at a very slow rate. Now, I think that is, uh, I think genetics play a, a big part in that too, because I can tell you if I took a couple of months off, I'd be weak as hell. So I think guys at this level have, um, you know, I think that works in their favor a lot more because I, I think just genetically, they get stronger and it's, it's, uh, it's slower to, yeah. to actually leave the muscle.
1: But, JP, you're not going into your off-season with a 900 deadlift. Right. You understand? Mm-hmm. You, you're maybe 50% of that, right? Yeah. So everything's smaller. All your percentages are smaller. Mark wouldn't do jack, and he'd come into the beginning of the cycle. He'd be small. He'd be weighing like a doughy 254, 255, right? Mm-hmm. And then he'd, you know... <clears throat> get back on, you know, into the swing of things and start eating right and start paying attention. And you know, all of a sudden, everyone's looking at him. And oh, here come the Nationals or or, or the Temple Hills Open. He's the, you know, he's expected to kick ass. Everybody's, you know, by the end of the twelve weeks, it becomes like, uh, you know, a scene from Lord of the Flies. You know, it's everything but bonfires. Yeah. In those final training sessions. Yeah. Oh my God. It's
0: One thing I want to ask about the periodization is, you know, this you're, is ser- I thought
2: you were talking about goals. What are we going to yeah. talk about goals? Yeah. Well, oh.
0: well, yeah, I mean, that, and that okay. kind of comes into what I'm asking here. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> what? Um, now, this is serious business. I mean, a 12-week cycle, you got to hit your lifts. It's all documented. You You log it. What if a guy misses that rep on a squat or whatever? Now, I think most of the time they hit it. You know, you're dealing with professionals and guys that have done this for a while. No, know no
1: we, we call it recasting the cycle. Yeah, so what uh, do let, you do? Say, yeah, well, you recast the cycle. What you do is you say, okay, let's say uh, you're uh, four weeks out, right, and he's supposed to hit, uh, whatever, 400 for five. Yeah with me well it doesn't work that way he struggles he gets 400 for three barely Oh, uh, but there's some circumstances you know whatever 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 but there's no way the next week he's going to hit the 415 for five that he's supposed to hit
0: yeah
1: what do you do just adjust well, the numbers you drop back And however many weeks you got left, I might go in a case like that. I might go, hey, you know what? Next week, we're just going to do 385 for a triple. Really snappy. What do you think? And he'd be like, oh, really? You know what I mean? And just get some Mm -hmm. momentum back. Right. But I wouldn't have a problem with that. But not most guys are able to be that, uh, you know, they don't have that knowledge. What would you do, Jim?
2: Um, well, I would first find out, you know, like, if there's extenuating circumstances, if he hadn't didn't have a you – know, Well, assume,
1: assume there are.
2: Right. So if there are, then I'd say, okay, four oh five or 5 next week. I want you to have a great week of rest and nutrition. You know, we're going to solve all the problems that you had, you know, but you got to have a conversation with the guy and be like, you know, do you have that in you? Seriously, tell me, you know, because if not, we can still get to where we need to, to be and just back off a little bit. You know, but if you can crush this weight, you got to tell me. You know, and if he's, an, if he's an honest lifter, he'll tell you, like, no, nah, coach, I don't have it for a couple of weeks. <clears throat> okay, good, now we're going to do the 385 for five.
1: You know, uh, Or would you drop it back even more? I mean, what what would you do? You know he's, he's tapped out, but you've still got three more. You've got three more sessions than the competition, you know. Uh, you know, you, you got to do something to keep the momentum going.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I would, uh, I would not worry if I had to back out, back off. If you I wouldn't to, either. God, I wouldn't worry about it.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't so either.
2: Paint some confidence, and uh, you know, and man, and manhandle it. And manhandle it. Yeah, because don't you know, struggle, don't a really struggle.
1: Good, you don't want to struggle the last workout.
2: My my last squat. I came off a 775 single in training, never nice. ate, and did 820. So wow. Thinking,
1: wow. You know, hold I, on, hold on, 775. So almost a 45-pound bump. Yeah. Wow. What do you attribute that to? Psych, uh, just being psyched up?
2: Well, yeah, I, I experienced. So from doing meets, knowing that I could train 775
1: under. 775 from 1 to 820?
2: 820. I never squatted over 800 before I did it in a meet. Yeah.
1: What and body was, weight was that, Jim? What body weight?
2: 268.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah, you're well, least, I mean, you consider you're tall.
2: Oh, yeah, 5'9". <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. That, <no. laughs> yeah. I was, anyway, I, I think, always like that philosophy. I mean, at some point during their year, the, the lifter had to challenge himself and <laughs> you know, be at around 100. But before a competition, man, remember, you're squatting heavy, you're deadlifting heavy. If, if the guy has any mental strength, he can make a jump, you know. But really-
1: most don't. Most choke when they go to competitions. They do less in competition than what they do in training. That is typical. Yeah. They're not gamers. I'm just telling you.
2: Yeah, I know, I know.
1: You know, and a lot of that has to do uh, with the way that they break the lifts apart. Uh, it's it's hard to equal your best training deadlift when you deadlift on a different day than when you squat, but in the power competition, you have to deadlift after you squat. Yeah,
2: so around six weeks out, I would switch them to the same day.
1: Smart, right? Talk about specialization. So, Marty,
2: as...
0: Marty is uh, Kirk Kowalski's coach. Did you ever have this scenario with him no, where
1: no, he, no one coaches Kirk? We only advise him. Well, you guided him. <laughs> no, no, don't you say made that. Suggestions. I, could be, I could be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever don't have this scenario?
0: Did he ever Did he have work? a scenario where he missed a rep? Because yeah. I mean,
1: early on, you bet all the time. Well, you should have filmed oh, yeah. that. Well, I mean, it took us ten imagine. years to to get him right. straightened but, out. But I mean, as he
0: got further down the road, did did he have a situation? Because I'm just curious how he dealt with that. Because
1: he's, you know, he's he got better and better, better each year, and he dedicated his entire life to powerlifting. That helps. He, he did indeed. Yeah. He he lived in a he had a nice little apartment, a great union job. Uh, he had no female. Uh, you know, he dated heavily, but he was not, uh, you know what I mean, with anybody. Nothing, nothing was distracting him. He would nothing was him. distracting him. His his job was great. He worked like four and a half days, and then he got off like plenty of time. So he would, you know, he had great and and every day at four four thirty he was done. Uh, so it was it, he he stayed in that groove for ten straight years. And each year, each cycle, he would miss fewer and fewer and fewer. But his technique would tighten up, too. He changed his entire technique. You look at the technique at the beginning of his career compared to at the end of his career. He was a different dude. And because of that, he had a different physique. Jim, let's talk about uh, the bodybuilding
0: side of things. You're a bodybuilder. You're a competitive bodybuilder. Um certainly you set goals and, and, and plan, you know, your training, your dieting, your, your cardio, everything. Talk a little bit about what, what, what's entailed with that and how it kind of differs from what you do with powerlifting because you're a a competitive powerlifter as well.
2: Yeah, I used to be. (laughs) Um, the, uh, Well, the powerlifting stuff, you don't, you know, with bodybuilding, diet is one thousand percent of the whole thing when you're training for a competition.
1: Right. And
2: powerlifting, all I worried about was getting my protein in. If I got that in, I eat whatever I wanted. Yeah. Uh, Now, now, if you got to make weight, that's different. But I didn't, I didn't care about that. And then I don't care at all about the weights that I lift. Training for a bodybuilding show, I really don't. Now I used to. And I didn't have as much muscle when I lifted like that. And then I because uh,
1: exactly, you, you know, hurt yourself, right? What's that? You hurt yourself. Well, you can. That's yeah, sure. I mean, you're, you're going to. I mean, if you do that, if you starve and then train heavy, you're headed for the uh, wall. Yeah.
2: Well, what, what? Even more, you know, with the time under tension being so important, that's what I really worry about. And I worry about, you know, when I'm doing a squat, I'm not thinking I'm putting my mind into my quads. Right. When I'm doing hack squats for bodybuilding, I'm putting my mind into my quad.
1: And, and, and the longer you can extend that set right. the more beneficial for your purposes.
2: Right. So on Sunday was my leg day, I did ten sets of twenty on a hack squat.
1: Ooh, gruesome.
2: That's for bodybuilding stuff on powerlifting I
1: And, and ass on, on heels. Two to five. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how, did your, how did your how did you how did you walk? Did you do anything else? <laughs> no,
2: no, no, no. I don't do anything else. I only do a squatting motion and that's it.
1: Did you do any calves?
2: Yeah, I do those tomorrow. That's arm day. I'll do arms and then in between sets of my arms, I'll do calves.
1: Uh, how what do would, you do for calves?
2: Stand standing. I always did donkeys, but this gym doesn't have a donkey, so I have a standing.
1: Mm, how, how much weight do you use? Not much,
2: man. Yeah. But I swear, this lady went on before me and used more weight because I stretch at the bottom. Yeah, you
1: get the huge stretch back. and the relax and, yes. and, and all the way up, all the way up, further, 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 yeah. higher, higher, right? Right. And then it, you got a different. pause
2: there. Yeah. yeah. Just a bunch of pausing.
1: No and you moment keep going you keep know, going, going, going and going and going and going and going until it burns so bad you can't walk. Anywhere Jim. 10.30. Like thirty. I, I, Okay, so how do you how do you alter your
0: um, your rep range from off season going heavy bulking up to dieting, getting close to a show?
2: Um, Why well do you like I, to do it? It's sort of a different story because I sort of train the same way every, eight, eight to 12, Eight to twelve reps. Eight I to mean, twelve all year, like the other day, but it's usually eight to twelve. Yeah, uh, when,
1: every, when everything.
2: Always a little higher on legs. Usually just a little higher reps on legs. It depends. Uh, and then I'll do, you know, some drop sets once in a while where it goes into the thirty, you know, range, or some rest pause where it goes into like 30
1: range. How how, how many days are you in the gym and for how long? Um, just the lifting,
2: bodybuilding wise. Uh, well,
1: yeah. Uh, all right. Do we want to, What do you want, JP? Do you want him when he's at the peak of his bodybuilding stuff? Well, yeah, just basically, uh, you know, training, right. training train for not, a show. Nobody, yeah. Tell them how much time you would spending on the cardio and the lifting when you're in, in at the end of the show thing.
2: Yeah. So cardio towards the end, I was doing up to three hours on the recumbent bike. But oh,
0: three hours. Days,
2: what? My workout, no matter what,
1: never <laughs> takes more than thirty minutes. <laughs>
2: With the weights, never. I've never. Now powerlifting,
1: I would squat. No, 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 not powerlifting. Okay, just stick, okay. stick with the bodybuilding. Thirty minutes at, at the Mo- most. You know. Okay, so what would you do? What would be like a, a bodybuilding day? Thirty minutes, What would you do? Boom. Uh, um,
2: I would do. Uh, let's say I was doing back. Okay. I off with a support row with dumbbells. Okay. Um, every how, many, set how
1: many? How many? How many sets?
2: Three sets of that to failure, usually around. Okay.
1: Eight,
2: usually around eight, some partials on the last set. Right, right. And then uh, some type of lap pull. I like the hammer, hammer, lap pull. Hammer,
1: uh, lap pull. Is that a machine? Yeah,
2: it's mm-hmm. a machine.
1: Okay. Three,
2: three sets of eight to failure on every set. On and sometimes okay. nine or 11, but, you know. Yeah,
1: whatever, whatever. You're,
2: yeah. But you're,
1: you're keeping a pace here, right?
2: Uh, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Boom. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. I mean, and I'm boom. not, if I'm, know that, hey, I'm not going to get even close to eight. If I don't take a minute, I'll take a minute. But Yeah.
1: You
2: know, I have what's a, what's I next? One-arm rows. I always do one-arm rows no matter uh,
1: what. With the dumbbells.
2: With the dumbbells. And I pull really low to the hip, really uh-huh. toward the glute almost. Um,
1: and, again, what's the reps?
2: I, I would say eight. Okay. Twelve the most. Twelve with the most. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just thinking what I did the other day. It was uh, the nine. You probably,
1: you probably start with 12 and end at eight, right?
2: Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I'll say, well, I know I can do 12 with that, but I won't be able to get 12 on all sets. So I'll just do that first set of 12, and then the next set will be like 10 and then 8, something like that with the same weight. All yeah. Right. Then is I go it, to another machine. You know, I do 15, I would do 15 total sets.
0: Jim, as you get close to that show, I mean, you're basically, your diet is down to, what, chicken breast and water or whatever? Uh, tilapia
2: and... and uh, Cabbage, uh, you know, coffee, it, water.
1: It, every everybody has a favorite protein.
2: Yeah, I start of beef and then switch to
1: tilapia. You You so, know what I heard? You know what uh, Kevin Lebron once told me his was what? Mm. I believe now. I believe the numbers right. I believe he's eating six pounds of flounder a day. Wow! Right. I mean, that's a good, I mean, if you got to eat a protein, that's yeah, pretty man, damn that's pretty protein good. to eat, pretty good, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I believe that, that, that that's yeah. what he was doing. That with like, mm, I don't know, asparagus and, you know, uh, basamati rice. Right, right, yeah. He, so, was, he would grow into a show. So, Jim, were you, were
0: you weighing all your food? Were you, like, really calculating the grams of protein uh, based uh, on your body
2: weight and all that? Uh, what I did, I did, when I my last show at five weeks out uh, when I ditched the ground beef, pretty much. Then I started, I was curious on where I was calorie wise. And uh, and then I sort of knew where I needed to be to
1: keep Tell, tell them where you were, buddy. 942. No, but that's, I mean, t- okay, 942 in regular food all right. together. And then I took
2: MCT. I'd take uh, probably four or five tablespoons a day,
1: which is what, five, 600, 800? calories.
2: Right, but it can't, be burnt, you know, it can't be stored as fat.
1: No, so. I'm just saying, but, but total, add them together and you're at uh, 1,500. And tons of caffeine, yeah. And you're doing three hours a day of cardio in 30 minutes. How many days a week of lifting? Six days a week, probably? Uh, five. five. Five days a week of lifting. Every day, cardio, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, every day. Yeah. You yeah. wake yeah. up and you do what is that? An hour? An
2: hour? You get an hour right in, right away? Yeah,
1: as soon as you wake up, do an hour of stupid ass cardio. What? what do you do? Why didn't you just kill yourself? I don't get it. I mean, and uh, then I like horrible. How do you how do you distract yourself when you're riding uh, in the movies,
2: movies. I I listen to music like this okay. Thing I did forty five minutes and I listened to Suffocation. Okay. And, uh, you know the death metal band, and I watched. Uh, Fights on YouTube. Same okay, time.
1: cool. Okay, Same. all right. So, so you're making time. You're uh, uh, you're you're double tracking.
2: Yeah. It's so tracking. Be,
1: before the show, like maybe a week out or whatever, you're at what uh,
0: total gym time a day? Is it four or five hours? Because you're doing so much cardio.
2: Yeah, three and a half, four. Yep. Now, yeah.
0: What about your strength? Your strength levels? Is it just he, he has none. Yeah. Is it just demolished at that
1: point? He's I, able to. He's able to walk.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, basically, like, yeah. you know, you're. So, like for instance, when I was powerlifting and and doing bent over rows, I did five eighty five for like a triple or a double or something like that.
1: Excellent. The
2: uh, yesterday, I used one eighty five. What, what,
1: what did you weigh? What did you weigh? Oh, I was three twelve then. Yes, yeah. That's right.
2: That's right. Um, so it didn't have to, my belly was so big it didn't have to move too far. What I'm but, saying
1: it was I, I was just about to say if that will shorten your rep stroke. Yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> but like yesterday was my last exercise and I used 185 and I would have.
1: Yeah. Okay. And, 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 yeah. Nothing. But but you're letting it dead hang. Exactly. Right. And you're pulling, you pull it up your chest and you
2: hold it up there before you let it back down.
1: You know what I mean? And you change it and you're altering your grip. with yeah. yeah, Right. So I use a lot closer grip
2: when I'm, when I'm worried about it. Want
1: find out where you're a pussy and go to that grip, you know? I mean, wherever you're weak.
2: Yeah go to that right because that's that's
1: where the games are everybody keeps playing to their damn strengths
2: right, right? no that's totally right
1: right 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 yeah. And yeah. Particularly in bodybuilding
2: yeah and what bodybuilding really does is it teaches you that uh nutrition <laughs> after i did my first show in high school i can't <laughs> believe what a role nutrition played in everything you do that's when i first started really thinking about that stuff you know yeah. it's
1: it's it's everything yeah, in, in that world, it's everything, right? I mean, you can tell if I went well, no, nah, it's not because you know what? No one cares about seeing a ripped 14-inch arm.
2: No, no, you're right. Oh, you got to be able to chisel something, but you know, and, and <laughs> certain body types like Kevin would grow into a show. He'd start off at 220 and end up at 265. Kirk, I start, I start
1: uh, at 245. Uh, Kirk was a little like that, and Chile was definitely like that. They would start yeah. off small and weak. Man, that's a huge metamorphic uh, trade. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. But, I mean, you're kind of like that, too, right? I get heavy, you know. I get heavy sometimes. When I... Do you? <clears throat> now, uh, okay, but but, but finish, finish us out on this. Now, when you're done, I mean, that is extreme. Also... You know, you talk about what bodybuilding is. I think bodybuilding is about willpower,
2: yeah.
1: And discipline, yeah, and adherence, yeah. And it's all these mental traits and if you don't have your mental house together, forget it. Yeah. Okay, because because really ultimately Jimmy, isn't it about I mean, you starve your ass off, you train your ass off, am I leaving anything out I don't know
2: what it is, is you're forcing your body to do something that it has no it, it, it doesn't want to do at all it, it, there's no way you want to train on 900 calories your body's like what are you talking about you're supposed to hibernate sit here are,
1: no. we, in a, are we in a Siberian gulag during yes. the Stalin regime
2: your body wants to not burn any calories because it wants to keep you alive and you're making it you know, the exact opposite You know, burn a lot of calories
1: and if, if, if you adhere, if you adhere, and if you have the will, and if you can power through for three, four weeks, it will work. You will, loo- you will lose body fat. Somebody
2: yeah, point. There's a point where you wake up and you go, "Whoa, what the hell is that? I didn't see that yesterday, or you know, I didn't see any of this yesterday."
1: H- how is your energy?
2: Oh, zero. Dude, zero. zero nothing. I mean, the no. last five weeks you got nothing because there's no more cheat day. This is just the way I have done it. And Rich, Sulky, you know. Uh, yeah, we
1: love Rich. Oh, he he, he, talk about Rich a little bit. He's a good
2: well, professor For my father at the University of Maryland back in the 80s.
1: Dr. Rich.
2: He was the biggest body. My dad was a professor at the University of America and Rich was the biggest name in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, Baltimore. Deservedly. You know, as far as amateur bodybuilders and then he was the yep. stuff. looked like tim Beltnapp, the old yep. mr America, huge forearm yep so i had this i had this uh
1: i knew richard chile's
2: right he used to come into chile yeah but, uh,
1: uh-uh.
2: uh you know i called him on a whim i was in like 10th grade and asked him questions about amino acids and oatmeal and all this stuff and he was really cool and we kept in touch so every time i would diet down or something I'd get in touch with Rich Sulky. and
1: uh And Rich has Rich has been there.
2: Oh yeah, man. Well yeah. They they had to carry him off the stage at one Mr. America.
1: Sadly.
2: <laughs> yeah. He would take everything to the extreme. Yeah, oh. he's an extreme guy, man. I really like that.
1: Let me tell you one tiny Rich story and you keep going here. Rich told me, he said, you know, he said Marty, he said, Marty, the thing I hate the most about the diet and he says, at that very end, he said. When you walk, you have no fat in the bottoms of your feet, and your bones hurt like hell when you step on the floor. Yeah, it's in pain, pain up to your body because you've yeah. you've eliminated the fat off the bottom of the soles of your feet. I'm like, oh, my God, I hope I never experienced that. <laughs> yeah, he would get ripped, r- really ripped off. Did, uh, hey, Jim,
0: did uh, the MCT oil help you much with uh, your energy there at the end?
2: I think so, and I remember we talked a little bit about this at Virginia Beach when we were all together. And I yeah. think, so I, I've never been able to concentrate when I've been that that much in a calorie deficit before, mm. but this time with the MCT, I was able to write and I wrote coherently, I wrote every day pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I was able to focus on reading. I usually would just have to go to magazines, fluff magazines. Right. Uh, now I could actually read a, a novel, and it just showed me that cognitively, um, I was a little sharper than I usually am, and, and I think my calories were even lower than they, than they have been. Well, um, there's
0: there's studies that show that, and there's actually uh, I think there's evidence to show that uh, MCTs help fight um, uh, dementia. Yeah.
1: Alzheimer's. Yep. yep. And, and, and it's 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 pretty legitimate. Yeah. Uh, you need a good source of MCTs. I think MCTs. I mean, and again, they're natural and legal, and you know, so why the hell not?
2: And it's another thing that bodybuilders brought to the forefront. I mean, really, think about it, yeah, man.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Perilla has been pushing MCTs since the 80s. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that, too. Said, oh, you're crazy. Who wants to take a fat as a supplement? You're nuts. Yeah, right. I took
2: uh, Years ago. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I took it well, in the that's 80s. Because
1: that, that's because Rich really knows what he's talking about. And he walks the walk. And he's done it. And again, Jimmy, in the end, doesn't it come down to starving and training?
2: It does. And, you, and, and you know... Uh,
1: Normal people don't want to hear that. Okay, no, they, no. they don't want the truth of it. And unfortunately, if you want to get ripped, you're probably going to have to starve. There's no... I mean, unless you're... Yeah, I know Dorian Yates survives in 3,500 calories coming into the Olympia. But he's eating... 800 right. he's eating 8000 in the off season yeah and he's weighing 300
2: yeah no he was He was hungry there's no question he was hungry and he had cheekbones you could see him you
1: know oh, um, people get if, if you haven't got your copy get a copy of Blood and Guts that's great single greatest bodybuilding training video ever made yeah fewest words ever said it was film noir perfect you know you want to learn anything everything about bodybuilding, look at that. It's yeah it's, it's, it's the got the some, intensity. The, the, you got the, some great the,
0: video the, on there.
1: Marty, you like it because they don't talk.
0: You go see, they just scream well, and yell yeah. and lift, and that's all I want to see.
1: That's the way we did it. I mean we're talk about
0: what? No, we, we didn't sit around and talk and
1: this weekend? come on, man. Yeah, we didn't sit around and do selfies. We got to it. Oh, well, uh, especially if you got 750 on the bar next, so you yeah. better get your get yeah. your mind together, brother. you gonna
0: selfie with that. You're gonna,
1: or are you gonna talk about how the Redskins are gonna do. We're gonna, gonna have a catastrophic dinner?
0: situation.
1: Come on, man. Come hey, on, Jim. man. You know, hey, Jim. Hey, what? just
0: just for a second here. Let's <laughs> now He's as gotta the pick
1: uh, up Ricardo.
0: No, let's talk about uh, the athletic approach real quick. Now, as the the head strength and conditioning coach at uh, University of Pennsylvania, I mean, you were training these kids to get strong and gain weight for different sports, um, you know, uh, football. And uh, did you train all the, the the kids that were playing all the different sports, or did you? Uh,
2: at one pointer, at one time, I never had fencing, thank God. But uh, you didn't have fencing. I
1: I like fencing. So you and were training them
0: for all the different sports.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: So what can you add to the conversation about getting them ready, goal setting, and and all that? I imagine they had different goals in the off season, and then
2: so uh, we so uh, differently with with so if a team had a big uh, subculture uh, or culture of lifting, like the kids yeah. knew about lifting, if they played a sport where lifting was a part of it, like gotcha. football. Uh, then you have different clubs. You have a 500-pound squat club. You know,
1: mm-hmm. uh, you
2: have. I always had a powerlifting competition.
1: Oh, uh, so incentive. Yeah.
2: We would peak for, yeah. So we would set Centers. We would set goals for that competition. Yeah, yeah. I always yeah. try to get those guys
1: incentivized.
2: Little goals.
1: Competing you know, because they're competitors.
2: All of a sudden, they get to their big goal. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And I did that on an individual basis with the kids. And then, you know, I would say, you know, and, and, and we change them as they went. You know, if a kid would get stronger than he thought he was going to get, it's okay. We're going to re- revise your, your competition goal. And then we'd have a big competition, man. Um, and, and so you could deadlift or clean, but just okay. squat and bench. Um, so, and if,
1: okay. Now, now, what were the, uh, lifts again?
2: Deadlift, clean, squat and bench. And,
1: oh, okay. Good. Deadlift, clean,
2: yeah, squat. Nice elbow thing or a shoulder thing or a wrist thing with the other thing. Good deadlift. Um but if not I expected you to clean and everybody benched and everybody squatted, you know. I and had you Kirk said- listen to this, listen to this. So I had Kirk come in, right? And so like a week a week before the competition, I'm like, hey man, I called him on the phone. I'm like, You're gonna you're gonna come and be a guest lifter for me. The kids all know who you are because I used to play his films while guys were lifting. I put him on the big screen
1: and he's doing <laughs> thousand
2: two and all. You debut. are
1: son nice. of maestro.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I just you know, I was always thinking what would get me fired up and that would get me fired up. But anyway, exactly, so
1: exactly, exactly, right.
2: Into him a, a week before that, and I'm he goes, yeah, no problem, man. I'll come stay with you, whatever. And I'm like, great.
1: Is he? I, in shape?
2: Like I didn't realize he had had a little bit to drink that night. What is <laughs> that? Oh,
1: Kirk? No way. He w- He wouldn't do that.
2: He remembered to come to the university. But he remembered that, right? Good. He remembered remember that he was supposed to lift. So uh-huh. a couple of the wide receivers who were really into lifting, really into lifting come in and they all awesome. <laughs> meet him and all this shit and he's super cool and they're like, well, what are you gonna what are you gonna lift tonight for us? And he goes, Lift? <laughs> and I looked at him and he looked at me and I was like, Yeah man, I've already remember? to the whole team. They're all expecting you to lift. Man, oh man, well, I'm not ready to do that. He had, all he brought was his shorts and a t shirt and a sh- I mean, just what he had on. And I think he had a members only jacket or
0: something. So, then,
2: that. so he goes out there, and I don't think he'd squatted in a couple months. And so I got 120 people around. And I found oh, no. that far. So he takes out 500. He takes out <laughs> enough sneakers, right? And I'm like, please, please. So the weight so it's a, it's, it's an Olympic lifting bar and a power bar, so like <laughs> between because the kids do Olympic lifts, I need a little whip in the bar. Right. So he's standing there, and that bar is shaking. He's shaking. That bar is <laughs> a slinky man. It's am my god shit. Crushed it. He crushed five reps like it was like he could have done fifty.
1: I know. Any warm up?
2: <laughs> and- Oh, yeah, he warmed up a little bit, yeah. But and, but he can't get down with one thirty-five or two twenty. No, no that's what he up said. to Start with three fifteen.
1: He's bitching, bitching, oh, bitching,
2: it was bitching, it was bitching, and I had, bitching. I bitching. Had and Rob Wagner judging the squat. <laughs> you know, two world champions. It was it was great.
1: Uh, well, you know, Kirk lifted with us on Sunday. Oh, he did. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing great. Uh, he's uh, he's using a. Um, I don't know, like the, I'm going to call it the Hatfield bar. What's the bar, you know, that you. Safety squat bar. Yeah, yeah. safety squat, squat bar. And, and, uh, he, what did he work up to? I think he worked up to 5 05. Wow. One no Sunday. Kidding, and he, huh? ass on heels reps, and he just shot it up and shot it up and shot it up and shot. And I'm looking at that and I go, uh, Don, do you still have that, uh, velocity meter? He's got some sort of thing you hook onto the end of the barbell.
2: Endo unit, yeah.
1: And we did this once before with him. And, like, every lifter in the gym, and we have some pretty good lifters, and, like, they're squatting at, you know, I'm just going to pick a number. I don't know. I'm going to say they were squatting at a .5. Well, he was squatting at a .9 in terms of velocity, right? He's just got this, when he hits the turnaround, He's got this boom, you have this spring thing
2: going, right? And, and it's a conscious, learned thing
1: for him. It's, yeah, uh, and I put it into his head. We, You know, that is Fred Hatfield's yeah. compensatory acceleration. The whole thing about, okay, when it's time to go, Kirk, we fucking
2: go. Yeah. You move, know? I'll move all weights fast.
1: Yeah. But it's all about, it, it's the atomic explosion at the turnaround. Yeah. Okay, you've got to have that. Then that's everything. That creates the upward momentum, and it takes. You know, I mean, it took took ten years to yeah. To, yeah. to master that. That's right. Well, okay. okay it well, he years, hasn't. Okay, it takes ten no, years. So what? Like he did. mastered.
2: It. Now he has it. He, to be a good anything. Ten years.
1: Oh. No. Uh, but this is ten years after he put in twenty years as you know, like an apprentice and an intermediate. Oh shit! And then ten. So I mean, I'm telling you, you know, this. I mean, I mean, just it was just it's so inspiring. And he has it on the deadlift too, because it's like, uh, what is he doing, Jimmy? He's in the deadlift. He's opening his hip hinge, Mm. right? He like he like has to pull himself down. It's hard for him to get to the barbell because he's so big and his legs are big and everything's big. And he gets and he grabs it and then he just go bang. Yeah. And it just explodes the lockout. And he's just opening that hip hinge. And it's so easy for him because he's so strong. Yeah. Yep. He's got those giant ass legs and those giant ass arms. He's like Mr. Limbs. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's the greatest limbs. His arms are incredible. His legs are incredible. Right? He's like uh, Mike Matarazzo or Mike Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Blast in the past. Well, I'm just saying you know, kind of a torso deficient guy yeah. with great you know great arms and legs. Mike Matarazzo appeared on he appeared on more covers of muscle and fitness and flex in the 90s than any other bodybuilder. It wasn't him, it was his face and his arms or his legs and it were his calves.
2: You know the top two who do you think the top two cover men of all time on muscle and
1: fitness are? All time Oh interesting. I, uh, you know, I would go with Arnold.
2: Right, you got that, number
1: one. Number um, two? I don't know. Let me is, is it going to be a... Is it How about um, Lee Haney? <laughs> no, Lee not Haney? A builder, not a pro yeah, bodybuilder. P- uh, not a pro bodybuilder. Joe, not a pro bodybuilder. Gastineau. Whoa, 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 whoa. What would you say, uh, JP? Gastineau. No. No, no not, man. Not. What's my buddy from the West Coast, the good-looking model boy? Yes.
0: Chuck Norris.
1: No, no, Mike. What's Mike lifting? <laughs> yes,
2: yes, yes,
1: Who? I. He's a friend of mine. Mike. Hern? Oh, Hearn. O'Hearn. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Mike went on. He was on. Uh, What's the Gladiator Show?
2: Yeah, yeah. he's strong, man. He's strong. He's still lifting heavy, heavy, heavy. Yeah.
1: And Mike. Mike was. Uh, do you know that Mike was the California Judo champion?
2: No, but he's done a lot Oh of it.
1: yeah, he had a good martial arts background for serious. He went in against he's trained under the Machados.
2: So is he natural? Oh no. Oh, uh, come on. Everybody said he said he is. Well oh, yeah, Mike, he claims oh, you use, know what, right? you
1: know what, you know what, Mike? That's right. Natural Mike. You know, I believe him. Okay. Michael always had his thing well, was we've always, all
2: been around freaks. We've all been around crazy
1: freaks. Yeah, I don't know if he's a freak. I mean he's alright. I mean he's okay well built. I mean he's not he doesn't scare me or impress me or anything. And I've, I've met him. We've hung out with him. Uh, Stacy and I have hung out and partied with him and one of his model wives. He has a bunch of these girlfriends he continually has with him. And they're all like I've super married now, super made up Hollywood yeah. babes with giant eyelashes. And we go to like Spago and places like that. And, nice. Oh yeah, 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 Mike and ori Hoffmackler. He's another one of my West Coast LA But, Well, you know, uh anyway. Oh that's right. You know, we're live. We're getting off
0: talk- to- we're getting off topic here. <laughs> what, what
1: to so <laughs> I can't so talk a minute. to you guys in the living room, right? So wait a minute. So Jimmy, stop me, stop Jim me. Was, Jim started. was talking
0: about the element <laughs> like of of uh competing that, that he would add to uh for his um athletic training oh yeah one quick question i had though on that um okay so that's one of the reasons that crossfit is is so popular (laughs) you know they compete it's like a family they compete against one another and and help each other and and all that so you kind of insert that into this
2: great yeah that's the way everybody all the gyms used to be
1: that's right. right you know what right.
2: that's right no buddy. to this one everybody's going everybody if you're not competing you're going anyway um so you know just support cook just out. Right. Just support.
1: yeah that's right yeah. you know you know we're still doing that
2: so, you are at donald blake Berry's.
1: Place. yeah that's right you've been up there buddy you know what the country gym looks Absolutely. like
2: so marty well, quick you. question quick Don't question be about
1: the, the mountains
0: quick question about the competitive element to this transition over now to powerlifting did you guys do much of that or was it just about the 12 weeks and hitting you know each lift each week and it was more of a you're on your own island sort of thing
1: well we trained i mean we weren't just power lifters. we were also athletes i mean you know everybody played sports everybody was a serious athlete who did other things strength training was one of the many things we did so everybody was lean and tight and athletic and functional you know and that's just part of part of my generation when i came up mm. uh you know again if you're peaking for something if you whether it's a training camp or whether it's a strength competition whatever it is you you need to get regimented right right yeah. You've got to put a plan to paper or on computer or somewhere somehow. Here's where I am now. All right, where do I realistically want to get? Now here's where people get in trouble because they go, well, you know what, I uh, I can bench two fifty with a pause. So you know what, in this competition, I think I want to bench three twenty five. And it's like, you know what, you're insane. Yeah. You know, you're just crashing into the wall, dude. If you're benching 250, if you get 270 out of this, that's going to be good. Right? In the bench. right. right. I would expect more in the squat and the deadlift. I'd like a 50 pound I'd like a 50 pound bump for my guys in the squat and the dead. But if you're starting aiming at 50 pounds ahead of where you were at, if you back that up 12 weeks even if you just go 10 pounds a week in the squat and the dead five pounds a week in the bench okay well that means 120 pounds working front to back in the squat in the dead and 60 pounds in the bench so if you work that backwards or, you know realistically want to end up at what uh, you know Five to ten percent above, Jim. Do you think that's realistic? Yeah, and it
2: depends on how uh, how far along the lifter is, man. If you get, a, you know, if, you got, if you got a bunch of weight out of Kirk in the twelve week cycle, that's a that's a yeah, that's big.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I'm now I'm not. I'm talking about the regular dude. I mean, yeah. the, guy, the kind of guys you you run into, and in you're you know, and you're running work. You gotta go. Back all
2: kind of you know you got to go over to pause and don't lose attention and but you got to pause you know the whole thing and the competition lifting because I'm you know I watch these guys on the internet and they never lock their knees out when they deadlift try doing that.
1: I I I I I mean there were I mean uh, it's it's an abomination.
2: Right, but that's what I'm saying. So then you got to go back and say well you know that's a good. But that's not going to be a USAPL squat, so we got to work on your depth now. You know the deadlift. No, no, your
1: depth, depth sucks, to... dude. You know yeah. your depth sucks. Your your deadlifts are not locked out, and you don't know shit. So let's get serious.
2: Yeah. So that's that's why gaining gaining a lot of strength would be great because the technique and the strictness of the judges is so different than just doing your gym lifts. I don't give a shit what anybody did in the gym. It doesn't count. The strictness
1: of the lifts and training is what gets them big and strong. Right. Right. You know, exactly. let's don't make them easier. Let's make the lifts harder. Right? Right. And that way, when they go into a competition, it's like, wow, oh, this is like cheating. This is easy. This is like so, wow, this is incredible. And that's the way our lifters go into competition. Everybody else, they can't match their training lifts. Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? Again, it's a, it's a whole mindset. That's, that's a thing too, you know, you go in
0: any gym, and I see it at my gym, um, and if, if you surf Instagram or whatever, you see it, it's like an epidemic. Everybody's trying to make things easier. It's all about, you know, half reps, quarter easy? reps, devices, yeah. all this stuff yeah. that's, you that's know. Right. That's exactly right.
1: You know, why I'm do weird that? Weird. That's, not,
0: that's not real strength. It's fake, uh, no,
1: and, and and that's why the current crop can't <laughs> hold a candle to the to the guys in the '70s and the '80s and the right. '90s in terms of physiques. Would you second that emotion, Jim? I'm talking about the builds on guys like Joe Latineer and Jim Cash and Cone and Kirk. I mean, those physiques and and finesse. Those guys were rock. Right.
2: Ow. Yeah. No, you're right. And I always thought when Kirk went down to 242, it oh. could have been Mr. Maryland oh. at the same time.
1: Oh, he could have. Uh, yeah, he was incredible. Yeah. Uh, and, and he was just one of many. And that's because back then they bore the weight and it was the epitome. And it's so ironic for me that there's so much traction for all the, like, you know, the Russian methods or all these other methods, that there was a very cohesive American method that produced, you know, the, you know, all the way back to the Cassidy's, the Cucks, the Williams, and to the Doug Young's on up into the, you know, Dennis Wright's and Doug Furness and Cones. And it yeah. kept on going to, you know, and it was about 20 years of guys who all trained the same damn way. And we crushed everybody in the world. And honestly, uh, when you go back to, if you're going to do raw lifts with have like below parallel in the squat, paused in the bench, locked out in the deadlift, they can't match those guys. Those guys were muscled up damn monsters.
2: I'm trying to think, was there any fat guys?
1: No, because the fat guys
2: lost. Right? Think about it. Think about Even the
1: guys lost. The fat guys got their asses kicked.
2: Oh, that right? was Kazmeyer and those guys. They were all rocked up.
1: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right, buddy. Because you had to be hard in your weight class. Because if you weren't if you were soft in your weight class, you got crushed. And that's just but, the way it was.
2: But think and about there, it. So so it's not the drugs because drugs have been around forever and they're still around.
1: And they well, were and back then it was it was drugstore bullshit. Right. There, now, there's was sophistication to it.
2: Yeah, but I'm just saying, so that's that's an equalizer, so that's not it. So what was the difference? Why was everybody so much more? It, was, it had to hard, be their
1: Hard training, no, uh, there was no monoliths, there was no shallow squats, there was no, uh, everybody had to pause their benches because in competitions, when the, the powerlift competition was first in, uh, installed in 1965 there was a 2 second pause in the bench press for 3 years oh oh yeah right jim williams bench 675 with the 2 second pause cassidy bench 570 with the 2 second pause right. john bench 620 with the 2 second pause mike bridges uh you know at 181 he, he all these guys. Mike McDonald bent six hundred, weighing two thirty with a
2: in a t shirt? In a t shirt?
1: Yeah. yeah, all those guys. Yeah, the bench shirt wasn't invented until yeah. uh, late seventies.
2: So Cads probably would have got seven hundred if he didn't tear
1: his pack. <laughs> exactly. Oh he would he would have he would have destroyed had he he also was very distracted. He wanted to go into football. He wanted to go into wrestling. He wanted to go somewhere he was going to make some money. Yeah, I don't blame him. So. I don't blame him either. And he was a talent and a lot of people were encouraging him, but he was very distracted. If he had stayed totally, um, focused on powerlifting, I think, I think he put a push his body weight to a solid 360 and squatted. An easy below parallel of thousand, certainly bench pressed raw seven fifty and deadlift he he deadlifted eight eighty seven, so I'm thinking nine fifty. Oh. Okay. Right? Yeah. And that's in I'm talking nine I'm talking nineteen
2: eighty. Yeah, let let's say you're just fifty pounds off, he's still breaking every record I, I, I,
1: I think I'm very conservative.
2: Wow! Yeah, he was a monster, man. He could, they did, he,
1: did all his all his best lifts were made at 320.
2: Like Jim Cash looked like he could walk on the uh you know a good, uh regional bodybuilding you know like the North Americans or something. He
1: was, he was the United States Army wrestling champion at 165.
2: Yeah, and, yeah, and but their physiques were so dense.
1: Well, because he went from 165 to 220, all muscle, uh, and he had all those wrestler habits.
2: Super, uh, what was it? S-B, Sb.
1: Oh, Jim Step. No, um, Roger. Roger Step. Sorry.
2: Yes, yes,
1: yes. I knew. Okay. Jim, I knew a Jimmy Step who lived in my block. Right. Roger Step was from West Virginia, died early of brain cancer. He was a radio active some sort of a he was a genius radio act, active guy and he somehow caught brain cancer from his own work but he was a rocked out perfect technician when I was
2: reading his you know, like on Saturdays he yep. would go in and they would deadlift for like five hours they would just, I mean not you know just by the time they all he and his you know they'd have six guys there. I mean, maybe they front squatted first or something, but then they deadlifted. I mean, their workouts took forever, man.
1: Yep. And Ever. then they then they go to the diner and everybody would order three dinners. Yeah. <laughs> and veal <They'd> cutlets. Take, <laughs> take, and, yeah, veal cutlets <laughs> and take naps in their cars before they could drive home. Yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> yeah. How I guess would we should wrap this thing up? Yeah. Right? We've been right? Look at us.
0: Well, the, the the last thing I wanted to just ask real quick is, you know, how would the average guy get started? What's the best way for these guys to get started uh, lifting, or you know, powerlifting or bodybuilding? I mean, yeah.
2: you, you know, the problem is quick the tips? Are, you mean, I mean, you got to find a coach. You got to find yeah. somebody to teach you the proper technique right from the start, so you don't get hurt and get discouraged.
0: Yeah, if that's you're the main proper thing. Proper
2: technique you can lift the rest of your life. Right.
0: Yeah, that's what Marty and I always talk about, you know. He's
1: You know, he's, I think the YouTube has helped a lot. If you if you yeah. go to the right YouTube, you can learn a lot. Um so, but Jim, let me ask you this question. If you had a a good intermediate guy who, you know, knew the lifts, knew a little something, what would you prescribe for him? to take him from where he is to where he wants to get to?
2: Um, I would...
1: Would you put it in a time frame? You mean
2: as far as if he wants to compete and, and do all that?
1: I don't know. I mean, what, uh, you know, just just a guy who approaches you and, hey, you're this expert strength coach, what yeah. you, would you advise? You know, yeah, I'm, I've, serious. I've, I'm a yeah. serious guy. I don't compete necessarily, blah, blah, blah.
2: But he wants to get stronger. I, you know, we yeah. would do... i I think my cycles are around six weeks six weeks mini cycles where we I like
1: that six weeks what would you have him do
2: well i would he'd be squatting twice a week but one day would be a heavier day and the other day would either be a back squat front squat before he deadlifts Mm -hmm. right that'd be like a, a monday thursday you'd squat on monday um deadlift on thursday um the volume would be, you know, I, I fluctuate the volume, but we'd stay in eighty to eighty-seven percent range. On all that how many?
1: Stuff. How many sessions per week?
2: Four.
1: Okay, oh, cool. So okay.
2: oh, for powerlifting. For,
1: for uh, no, 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 just, just yeah. not powerlifting. Let's do do powerlifting. Just, oh. just generalized kind of dude stuff. Uh,
2: I still like four days. I still. Like yeah, four I
1: do days. too. Right. Yeah.
2: So you can you can do a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. That's the easiest way to oh. do it. It's a Monday, oh. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday.
1: Length of sessions.
2: Monday and Thursday, legs, back and biceps, Tuesday, Friday, chest, shoulder, triceps. Yep, yep, yep. yep
1: ten yep. sets of body
2: part. Six to ten reps a set.
1: Ten, uh, ten sets uh, per body part. So what uh, what's steps. your session duration?
2: Mine personally is a half hour, man. No,
1: no, no. For for the the four times. Uh, I, I anything
2: other than an hour you're 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 fooling around. You're looking Say at you. again? anything over an hour you're fooling around.
1: You would have them train as much as an hour, though, in those four sessions per week?
2: An hour. Yeah, that should take about an hour. So here's, the, here's what I've Take as much time as you need to get your sets in the squad, the deadlift, and the bench. The rest of the stuff, I want you to push the pace. And eventually, they'll right. adapt where they're strong at that pace.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's a, uh, any uh, cardio?
2: It depends on the person.
1: Well, I mean, would you advise none? Yeah, if you're um, training
2: that fast, you don't need it. If you're okay. overweight, yeah. overweight, right. okay. three sessions a week, 30 minutes on the bike, sweating but not killing yourself. Dude, honestly, if you train like that all the time and even remotely watch your diet, you'll be ripped to shreds. Yeah.
1: Well, no, I, I think it's more like if you train like that all the time and really watch your diet, you'll yeah, be ripped to
2: shreds. Yeah, I'm saying red. if you train that fast, also.
1: But I, no, I don't. I don't think it's casual. I don't think you can slip pizza and beer in three days a week and call that a diet. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, <clears throat> when you talk about diet, it's uh, it's gruesome. <laughs> But, but if there's anything we can highlight
0: from this, I think uh, what you guys said initially is get proper training. Learn how to squat. Learn how to deadlift. These are all exercises that can just wreck you in your your uh, older age. And you want to be able to walk around and get up out of a chair. And, Marty, you always talk about you had the best coaching from age 11 or 14? You yeah. started early.
1: Somewhere that, somewhere okay. In the, that so general range.
0: So now you're a guy in your seventies. You don't have any back no, no, problems. I'm not in my damn
1: seventies. What? Okay. Don't be casting those aspersions right. well, you're,
0: you're, you're close, but you don't I'm have really, any back problems.
1: You're very, very stumpy legged.
0: Look, when we're young, we're we, we think we're invincible. We just want to kick ass, lift all this heavy weight. Okay, but do it right. Do it right. I've got some back issues. From all my heavy days of squatting, you know I'm 47. I'm paying the price now. Um, I just have to be careful. I can still lift. I can't really squat anymore. But you know, had I had proper coaching right from the beginning,
2: what do you
0: do? I, you know, I can, but I have to be really careful because what do you your legs? I do. Uh, well, you guys aren't going to like this, but I mean, I do a lot of leg extensions. I do. Uh, leg mm-hmm. curls there's there's a hack squat that we have at my gym that i like because it doesn't it doesn't oh, load the spine. man what,
2: but the one we've got is
0: like a half hack squat it doesn't load the spine it's yeah. uh one of those ones where it's got the pad a- against your that's back
2: good.
0: yeah i yep. like that the best exercise i like most of all is the belt squat yeah. and we don't have a belt squat machine i wish we did so anytime i want to do belt squat i gotta Half-ass rigged this thing on the the cable crossover with plyo boxes. Done. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're doing it. Yeah. So I'm still I'm st- you know you got to work around stuff like that. But I can't tell you enough. To get proper coaching right out of the gate because this stuff will wreck you. Um, you know, weightlifting is the greatest sure. thing in the world, but do it right. Yeah.
1: We are ver- we are available for a fee.
0: Well, yeah, if you want, if anybody wants to get a hold of uh, Marty or, or Jim, uh, just yeah. go to our Contact Us page at Iron Company, and you can see them there, and um, they can help you out. They've been doing this a long time. Uh, also, also uh, check out Marty's weekly column and podcast, Raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. Um, and then... Check out Iron Company for all your fitness equipment and gym flooring needs. And we've got a lot of great products going up on the site. We just uh, added these uh, Atlas stone molds. So we've got all different sizes, up to 300 pounds. Do it yourself. Do you have to fill it with protein powder? You can. (laughs) That's a little expensive, but uh, you might want to use concrete instead. Uh, Fan bikes, curved treadmills, so anything you need from flooring on up. And then, uh, of course, Jim Steele, he's now writing articles for the site, and you can find uh, his articles on there under the articles section. Just go to the top of the, the website and, and click on articles. Yeah. And you'll, you'll see his articles there. And well, then...
1: Um, excuse me. If, if, yeah. if you're wishing any um, training information after Van Halen broke up, uh, talk to Jim, <laughs> and before it, yeah, before it would anything, be you, right? Anything prior to that, call me. <laughs> all right, and you can also check out Jim's
0: website bassbarbell dot com for I love I love that training information, motivation programs, all kinds of good stuff. Thanks. So, other than that, guys, thank you very much, and we're out. Yeah, great. Goodbye. Thank you.